Hey, hey, you people of Earth, it's time to enter the spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick and Casey. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on spoilerverse.com. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. So a couple episodes ago, I went into the rant about Bubba Boba Fett. Yeah. What is a name in a movie or just a name in general that you've always said wrong? Like, I I feel like everybody has this. Dude, you always put me on the spot. And whenever you do, my mind goes totally blank. Really? Because you're perfect. uh, I'm perfect. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I don't... I don't know, man. I so I have a um, if you're talking about like names you read in a book. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. His Arthur Dent's best friend is Ford Prefect. Okay. For the longest time, for some reason, my brain did not read Prefect. It read Perfect. <laughs> Even though it's spelled Prefect and it's the name of a car, I would I always call that. him Ford Perfect. And it was like it wasn't until probably after I'd read the book at least two or three times and listened to the audio play probably on my second time through. Cause the first time through in the audio on the audio version was like when I was a kid with my dad, first yeah. time I was like a teenager adult listening to it. I was like, wait, that's not, it's, it's perfect. What the hell? And it, I, it was like blew my mind. Cause it always said perfect. Right. My, you know, as reading it. So that's one of them, I guess that's off funny. the top of my head. That's funny. I, it always makes me laugh when people say irregardless. Oh, right. <laughs> me that, too. that one drives that, that word drives me nuts because now it's in the dictionary uh. because so many people said it wrong. For so long yep. that they decided to, well, it's just the, it's 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 just it's just the uh, well, evolution of language. So language evolves. It's now it's now a word. I'm like, it's not. It's a double negative word. Okay, because I always word. love saying, regardless of what you think, irregardless is not a word. <laughs> <laughs> but now it is. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, anyways, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley, and today on the show. It's Jacques Chevelle. Yeah, it is, man. He comes on, talks with Casey. He is one of the stars of Nickelodeon's Side Hustle. Side Hustle. And he comes hustle. on the show. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool name for a show. I mean, everyone's- It's a great name. It is. Yeah. And dude, as a kid, were you, were you a Nickelodeon? I don't know. You were probably, you were probably too old for this. I don't know. If, I don't know what they had back in your day. I had, but, dude, are you Double Dare, man. Okay. I was well, 12 or 11 when Double Dare came out on Nickelodeon. Perfect. So were you Nickelodeon or Disney Channel? Nickelodeon, we didn't have Disney Channel. Ah, dude, see, I was, as a kid kid, I was all Disney Channel because we didn't have Nickelodeon, but as soon as Literally couldn't get Disney Channel in Bremerton, Washington in, like, the late 80s. Like, 86, 87, it was, Nickelodeon was there. 88, 87, 88, it was all Nickelodeon. Disney Channel wasn't a thing. My parents, my parents had it in Belfair, right, in the early 80s. And so- Not the Disney Channel. Yes, they did. It wasn't, Okay. They, they well, they had it because I remember when we moved from Belfair to Bremerton, my parent, my dad had taken a couple VHS tapes and taped like 
six or seven hours think, of Disney Channel for us. I think your channel. I think your memory though might be later because I don't think the Disney Channel even existed as a thing in the early eighties. Well, whatever. I had a recording of it. Yeah, I but, mean, because they had ABC and they had every Sunday was uh, the Disney uh, Hour. That's where I watched the. They did the Disney movie every Sunday. That's where I watched like the Cat from Outer Space and, and yeah. all that that kind of stuff and the Apple Dumpling Gang and all those. But I don't. We don't. You know what? We should look that up because that's actually kind of interesting. If if they did have it, nineteen eighty three. Nineteen eighty three. There you go. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't offered in Bremerton, not where I was at, anyways. Not with the yeah. cable. I don't know who the cable company was then, but right. it was not offered for us. Not that I know. I mean, maybe it was in my. Because how the fuck would I know, dude? I was nine. <laughs> right. I mean, what the hell? I, I'm talking to my ass. Right. I, I honestly, I, I am. I, I could be too. I don't. All I know is I had like three VHS tapes of like eight hours of just Disney Channel. My dad recorded somewhere. I assumed it That's was at our hilarious. house in Belfast. Right. So you just but, watched the same eight hours over and over again. <laughs> Well, we had three tapes, so I had, you know, more than eight 24 hours. hours 24 just hours of Disney. Right? That's but hilarious. What I was, where, where I was going with that is we got Primestar when I was like in Primestar Satellite TV out in Seabeck when I was probably like early teens. Okay. Pre-teens. Was that the big ass satellite or was it a small one? It was, it was, it was uh, the medium sized one. Okay. They, they had, they had like, it wasn't the small one, but it wasn't a big one. It was like a, a three foot satellite. Okay. Uh, pretty big. So, yeah. Well, the big ones are like 12 feet, but yeah, yeah. We got we got that, and then all of a sudden I had Nickelodeon. And I was like, man, and I, I got in Nickelodeon because like, Disney Channel is fun and all, but Nickelodeon the shows are a little bit more risque, a little bit right? more edgy, a little more edgy, yeah, right. And I, I just loved it, and, and I just fell in love with the Nickelodeon shows. And I still like Disney Channel stuff too because I'm a Disney, I'm a Disney kid at heart, always have been. But I always loved the, the I love the game shows like Double Dare and all the I like the um the Temple what was it what was the Temple one uh I don't remember whatever there's there's and there's and the, the one I I. Actually, I, you know what? I don't know if this one was on Nickelodeon or not, but there was one of them where you had to, uh, like, the kids got to like do challenges to win video games. Oh, cool! And I thought it was I thought it was the coolest show ever because you could win like a Neo Geo, which Neo Geos were like the shit because nobody could afford them because they're like right. eight hundred dollars in the eighties. Right. But they had all that on there, and I loved it. Um, but anyways, I like a long way to say I thought Nickelodeon was cool. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I don't yeah, know. Nickelodeon was cool, man. They started off just doing. Uh, like 50s and 60s sitcoms. Did they? Yeah, yeah. I think that like the Nick at Night stuff. I think it was, if I remember correctly, and don't, don't, you know what I mean? You can go back. I mean, anybody can go back and look it up, but don't hold it to me that I'm saying this is what it was for sure. But I remember that they just did sitcom reruns forever. Then they started doing original programming. Hmm. I'll buy it. I, have no I don't idea. know. I could be totally wrong. The temple was legend. It was Legend of the Hidden Temple. Was the one I was talking about. Oh, I remember that. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, Legend of the Hidden Temple, and then. But I mean, I remember Double Dare because of all the slime. Uh, do you remember Greg Smith's story about Double Dare? I do. Yeah. Yeah, he went <laughs> out and tried for it. Yep. Yep. You can listen to an old episode from Jet City Comic Con. I think it's 2018, where he tells that story. Yeah. There you go. But we should probably go off this long rant yeah, and get into our amazing interview with Jacques Chevelle. I love his name. Right, right. Let's I'm do it. I'm just going to say that out there, Jacques. You have a rad name. Hey, everybody. 
everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Spoiler Country. Today on the show, we have one of the stars of the Nickelodeon TV sitcom Side Hustle, Jacques Chevelle. Jacques, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. So, so what you been up to, man? How's life treating you today? Life has been treating me pretty nicely. I had a early morning photo shoot I had to get ready for and I got a chance to do a little exercise in this morning with friends since we're going through this whole COVID thing one of my friends built a gym in their garage and I have been taking full advantage of that every day so we've been trying to get up like oh nice at the crack of dawn and exercising which like starts off the day really nicely Oh yeah, yeah. I it's it's been a while since I've been able to go to gym, but there's that feeling you get once you put in a good workout, and then the rest of the day is just such a I don't know. It's 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 a good. It puts you in a good headspace. Yes, yeah, I feel that too. Definitely, when we like. Also, something about getting up early in the morning too, like just starting your day off like productive. It just like. It makes you feel like you just like, oh, you got something done today. Like it's only like twelve, it's only twelve o'clock and you've just like finished a bunch of tasks. And it just like feels good to like have that all done so early and then you have the whole rest of your day to do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's important too, because it's it's not just taking care of your body. It is like seriously like a, a treat you give to yourself and it pays out it pays dividends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. So tell me, like, how did you get in this whole acting thing? I got into acting when I was in when I was younger. I had went to a open call and I was like I had heard it on the radio. Very just very like just like something you hear like every like every like child after like it's like actor who wants someone who wants to get in the business, like how their start is. It's like, I heard it on the radio. I went to the audition and then I was, I, I was very interested in like continuing to pursue acting. I got into a high school production of Comedy of Errors, a Shakespeare play. And I played nice. Antithelus of Syracuse at the time. And I actually got to perform that at a at a actual local theater in Atlanta. I'm from I'm from Atlanta. Okay, cool. Thera. Yeah, I went to Thera High School and I got to perform that in Atlanta, which is an insane opportunity to have at such a young age, first of all, and then such a green actor. Like I got to perform at like a local theater where people would pay to go see, which was a, a great opportunity, and uh, I was very grateful to have that. And ever since then, I had like continued to pursue it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, when did you move from Atlanta to, to out to LA? To LA? Yeah. So I moved around my, my 10th grade year, I believe it was my 10th grade year. I moved okay, to, cool. to, to LA and I finished up, I finished up high school and college in LA. Well, high school and then some college. I went to Santa Monica college, Santa, Santa Monica college. And that's where I got more into the theater field and got to try out musicals and plays and start auditioning and everything that's when i really start like 
actually getting into the. I hear you. So, do do you miss ATL any, or are you 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 all about the California now? I do miss Atlanta just because I haven't been back in such a long time because of COVID. Oh, and yeah. I, I I would usually be back around this time, like well, not around this time, like maybe a month before for the holidays, and I just spend the holidays there in Atlanta, and all my family is from Atlanta. I don't know anybody family wise here in LA, so. It, it was kind of like, I, I am missing it now, but I do love LA and I'm always after like a month or two with my family, I'm like, I'm ready to come back to LA <laughs> and I'm ready to just like get back into the work of it. And I always tell like people, everyone's like, how's LA? I'm like, it's the only, it's like one of the only states where you can go, you can go like, you can go to the beach in the morning and then you can go to, or you can go snowboarding, you can go to big bear and go snowboarding or or whatever like it's just like that's a lot you can do in la and it's fun it's crazy too because you want until you actually go out there you don't realize just how massive california is it is yeah flipping huge so yeah yeah but yeah, it's so cool that you were able to to take that that audition and just run with it and turn it ostensibly into a career. So yeah. now you're, you're on this show on Nick and that's massive. Uh, How, how'd you feel when you landed the part? I was, I was like, Oh my God. Like the, I, it was very, the process was very, very fast. And I did not, I have been acting for a long time and I've been in things, but this was abnormally just like, the speed of getting this audition, going into producers, going into networking was just quick. I was, it was very, even when I think back about it uh, right now, it's like very out of body. I was like, I didn't have time to really process like, oh my God, like I was signing, like I, I remember the test that I was signing the thing that like, is like the contract about like the show. And I was like, okay, I guess this is about to happen. I'm like, okay, I'm ready, right? So it was very, it was very just fast and very quick. And I was like, oh, wow. And then after that, the night I did my test with Network, I got a call from my manager and agent, the guy on conference call. And I was coming home from the audition because the audition was in like Hollywood. And I think I like, I think, yeah, the audition was in Hollywood and it was like a late, it, it ran late, later in the day. And I was coming back home. I had barely got home. And then my agent and my manager called and I was like, like, guess what? You got the part. And I was like, oh my God, like what? I, was like, I thought it was going to take like a couple of weeks to hear back from this. And like, it, it was, it was very quick and very, very fast. It's weird. Process. I, I either hear it goes one of two ways. It's either a long slog of not knowing whether you've been, you know, accepted into a role or not, or you don't realize you're in it until they've already made the decision and it, it just goes by just boom. So yeah. I, I, I think you lucked out on, on having to, to forego all of the, the long slog of having to go back and having to wait and see. So that that's really fantastic. And how have you enjoyed working on what the what was essentially a kids program? How has that been, and how has that affected your acting style? Because you've it, done some it, heavier stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very interesting because I mean it's a multicam show, and I've done a lot of theater, and it, it, it resembles a lot of theater because you're cheating now. You, you like the like all the technical stuff is the same. The interesting part about playing a playing on a TV show like every week is that the character. On, on a play, you 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 have this same play, and you 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 have the same script, and you have the same character. You know where the highs and lows are of this character, and you play that every day, and you do that for like weeks. On a show, you play this character, you get the script, they change it, and you play that character, and you play those lines that one time. So you get in a cadence of this character, like at like around episode twelve, and and 13, most of the work that I would have to do for character preparation was already in my body, which oh, was wow. something I, yeah, something I never thought would happen. It, it came very naturally. Like, like when I started the process, I like broke it down by how it felt and how it sounded and like how I wanted the character to come across. But on episode 13, I mean, we're getting these scripts like every day. The scripts are changing. You get you get one from, you get one di- you get a different one from executive producer run through to the network run through, and then sometimes on the day of filming, you get a different script. So it kind of got me into this process of just like already knowing how this character delivers a line, or how this character feels, or how this character like his whole being, which is very interesting and very. Sh- I, I did not know that would happen, but yeah, it's it's been very a it, crazy experience. It sounds like a completely different discipline in, in terms of acting, and it's only something that's going to help you out as you progress and grow in your career and yeah. do more stuff, which is fantastic. And one thing I watched an episode of your your show with my kids. I have two kids who are I have a six year old and a ten year old. So of course I ate it up and it it was, it was great. And y'all are projecting the jokes and very much a, a lot of comedy in your character, a lot of almost slapstick in in terms of just like how the jokes are, are read and shown. And it's really fun seeing that. And also watching my kids experience that because, you know, of course y'all were the, coolest thing since pre-sliced bread. So it was, it, it was a fun experience, man. I really enjoyed it. So uh, yeah. how, how are you, how are you enjoying that? Just doing that, that different type of acting? Is it? Uh, I, yeah. First of all, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited that so many people, so many kids connect with the character and and love the and like and, and is playing with the character and playing with the way he's play he he enjoys words and how he he's such a physical character too. How I've enjoyed it, it is it is really it, it's really fun and it, the writers and the creators of the show are really good and they're really smart and they 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 it's it's insane what they are able to do and like you learn in the process, how to find the joke really quickly. 
And before I was like really good at it, but like you, 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 they, 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 they know how to write and you find that joke. You find, you know, you know how to play the joke, which is a very hard thing to do. Comedy is like a hard thing to, 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 to get someone to, to like portray because like either you're funny or you're not, either you're laughing or you're not. Yeah. It, it, you, you, it's, it's very, it's a very formula. Surprisingly, it's a very formulaic thing. And it's awesome to be able to be a part of a show every week that I get to practice that muscle and I get to play with these characters and this character and this amazing cast and kind of just like go back and forth with with them. That's that's awesome. Do you mind if I ask you a question about process? Uh, mm-hmm. Specifically, like you're coming in off off of, you know, leave your car, go do whatever you have to do to get ready for the the stage or, or for I, I don't know what they would call it the studio what do you do to get into your into your character and put all of uh Jacques Chevelle stuff out of the way so that you can you can deliver the laughs you can deliver the lines you can make the scene happen yeah, it's very, very important to get rid of, of my issues because... I'm not saying I, you I, have I, issues, by the way. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no, it's, but I mean, no, seriously, like if I'm like having a, like a, a tough day or like, I, like it's like something going on, I mean, we, we have a, COVID's going on. Life is oh, yeah. happening while I'm filming the show and there there are days and... It, it it's important for me to get out of my own way. And my process usually is a very physical one. Acting kind of informs the the brain. The, I mean, acting, your body informs the brain. So if you are in a certain posture or your lip is curled a certain way or the cadence of the way you speak has changed, your brain is like making connections that is already built that's that's already had has had time to be built upon so week by week i've i've been able to like i said get back and in, get into that character quickly and it, it's, it's it's assisted me with the process of of just going in and having fun right when I step on stage because all of that background noise has to go to the background. I have, I have, I have lines to remember. I have places I have to be, I have to be aware of things. Things are supposed to be in certain places and sometimes it doesn't happen. And that's sometimes not a bad thing because something good can come out of that. Like a mistake can turn out be real, to be really funny and a really funny take or something someone didn't think about. So it's very important for me to be in present in the moment. And a lot of that ability to get into the moment is, again, keeping that stuff in the background and just being present with my actors. That's awesome. Do you do, you do anything to prepare yourself bef- beforehand to kind of yeah. Yeah, push I all try. stuff to the side? Yeah, yeah, I I. I do a little meditation. If it's like a, a rough day, I do like a 20 minute meditation and I'll drink some tea maybe if I'm feeling real and like real like hyper or something or moving too fast. Yeah. I just try to calm, just try to calm myself down before 
performing just to clear the mind that's the best thing to do is to have a clear mind before performing you also brought up t a second ago i was wondering i mean you're having to project your voice and act (laughs) out loud what do you what do you do if you you go in and you're like this is not working today something like it's cold and flu season right now yeah 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 is there any secrets that you have for that? Especially, I mean, when you did Shakespeare, I'm sure that was also. Uh, I was, yeah, I was, to contend that's with. So, that's so funny you said that. I was gonna even go to that point. That I, the craziest thing is, before this show, I had did a, I did Macbeth, and I was Macduff, nice. and that character, yeah, that character is, well, the way I <laughs> interpret the character, <laughs> he's extremely emotional and a lot has happened to his family and a lot is happening to his his whole world at the moment. And I am just, just giving it all vocally and physically to that character. And it's so funny that because now Jagged is, he is physically and vocally a big character and i was like oh wow that's 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 funny how that kind of went full circle but uh, luckily <laughs> luckily he's not on stage for two hours and screaming for two hours yeah, um yeah. so i get a break <laughs> in between <laughs> i would i don't know jagged theater stage i don't know how he will pan out if that if that was the thing but i just like tea honey vocal rest i i i know sometimes Sometimes I can try to keep from vocal fry. Vocal fry can really, like, I can really feel it in the morning. So I just, like, kind of adjust the way he would say things sometimes if it's too intense on my on my voice. And also, we're doing TV, so hopefully they got it on the first shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we don't, but we, we, we can read sometimes. And, yeah. I've heard stories from people in it, in animation that have they decided to go with a really just over the top voice for the character that they're portraying, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, should not have done that. Should not," <laughs> because they're they're yelling at the top of their lungs, you know, for six hours a day or whatever. How's the shooting schedule for you guys? How many shows are y'all having to do a season? So we. Started off with 13 episodes at the beginning of 2020. And then by the time we finished maybe episode 10, we got picked up for another seven episodes, which calculates us to like 20 20 episodes for our first season. We're filming almost every week. Oh, wow. Uh, We're on hiatus right now. I'm I'm on break for this week. And then next week, they go right back to filming. We film almost every week. The break usually is during holiday. Like the 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 I mean, usually on a show you get thirteen episodes and then there's a break because also like the cast needs to break, the crew needs yeah. to break or, or whatever. Luckily, our around the time we got picked up for another episode for for those seven more episodes, it was right near the holiday break, which was like it was like Christmas, New Year's. So we got a break from that, and then on top of COVID, we got an extra break because they wanted to make sure everybody was healthy before they returned back to to set. So we got a big break, and then we were able to come back uh, revived and ready to do some more episodes, go for some more. So it's an intense shoot schedule, 
And it's like, it's like you, you're like going because you're like, you got to memorize lines, you got to memorize blocking and where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to hold and stuff like that. And sometimes things change. Sometimes the whole scene disappears and you learned all those lines. Oh, wow. For nothing. <laughs> <laughs> for nothing. That's happened before. And then some days you're like, oh, it was like, it was last, it was, what, it was like maybe two weeks ago. I was, I, I was, I was in a, a lot. I was heavy in this, in this episode. And I was like, I, I'm going to make sure, because Jack is very physical. Like I said, he's, he's moving a lot. So I was like, I'm going to memorize all my lines. I'm going to have them all down. The day of shooting, they changed everything. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh God. <laughs> but again, those, those you, you, they, you, you, you're in the, I'm on episode 15, 16 by now. And I'm used to that change. So you just go in your trailer, you learn those lines really quickly. You get them down, you're ready for set. And you, you get it. Have you have you been recognized yet by people outside of outside of the studio? Just you know, out of the grocery I, store. Well, I guess now it's even it's even more of an obstacle because you got a, a mask on. Right, right, yeah. No, I haven't <laughs> been. I, I've been recognized by um, my fellow crewmates. <laughs> I've seen my <laughs> other crewmates around around Hollywood, and I was like, we're like, and it's so weird because I see them, and I'm like, do I know you? And then it was like this hesitation. I'm like, it's like, Jock, Michael? It's like, okay, I didn't know you. And then we say hello. But I have gotten like videos from like the kids who have have been copying the character, which is super dope and so crazy that I'm a part of their childhood. This random person I don't know, this life I don't know that I'm a part of their childhood. And I got this video where it's like, this girl was like, uh, don't pinch my brother. I'm going to give you macaroni and cheese. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> so dope. Yes. Give that, give, I think they were talking to their parent. So <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's, the kids are having fun with the character, which is what I wanted when I um, worked on this part. So I'm excited and I'm happy about that. That's awesome. I understand you've also performed in a few musicals. Yes, yes. So I How did. How was uh, that? Yeah, it was great. It was great. I the last musical I did before I got this job was uh, Wedding Singer, and I think it was at the Morgan Wixon Theater, and it was fun. I am. I become get entranced with musical theater. Like it. It. it I really have a love and a passion for it from an outside standpoint and appreciation for it. It's a very magical experience. I know it's like, is yeah, of course it's magical. It, it, but it is. Like when you're sitting from the wings and you're seeing this artist just like belt out this song, it's it's amazing. It, it's nothing like it. it it's very... I, I love being having a chance to be a part of it. I remember, here's a story. I remember that my college was doing Into the Woods. and Oh, that's I a would, fantastic. I, great one, right? Oh, yeah. We were doing Into the Woods, and I was doing another show. I was doing, I was doing Comedy of Errors again, but I was doing Dromeo at the time. And I was like, I, I went up to the director. I was like, please let me be a part of this. I will be a leaf. 
I will be a branch <laughs> in the background. Just let me be a part of this magic. I know this is not going to come back anytime soon. So just let me do that. And she let me do that. And I had, I was, Tromeo is a pretty intense character. So I was like really grateful that she was, let me be a part of both productions and perform. And it was, it was great. It's fun. I, I recently sat down with my kids and we watched Hamilton for the first time. And I, of course I, I'd already listened to the soundtrack a few times just because it's great. (laughs) But both of my kids, it was fun seeing them take on what, what was kind of a new form of media for them and just Mm -hmm. really appreciate it. And so it's, it's so fun seeing people experience stuff like that for the first time. And I, yeah, yeah. I just love it. Musicals are are great. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you have anything else other than the, the show on Nickelodeon that you want to talk about, which is Um, side hustle? Yes. Side hustle. I was, I've just been like really taking this time to be like, really exploring what I want to, what else I would like to do in the industry. I was able to work on a project with one of my friends called Neighborhood Crux. And we like was able to make that during, during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. During the shutdown. Cause we were like, we were all like, it was like all this, these artists like in the home and they were all like, just like, we got to make something. We got to do something. And I was able to do a lot of the background stuff, like a lot of the stuff like casting. I did sound. I did art. I was an art director. And I got to do a lot of, of that stuff. And I really was able to explore. And like I, I found like a lot of joy in, in doing all that and like juggling all those things at one time. And I was like, oh, man, I, like, I would like to do that more. So... I've just been in a process process of just like trying to figure out how to make more of my own content and collaborating with friends that I enjoy working with. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's the thing about artists is, you know, you, you're in the shutdown right now. You're, you're in the middle of a pandemic. You can't stop creating though. There's nothing that is going to make you want to stop that creative spark. And Mm -hmm that is that's the mark of a true artist because i mean you it's an itch that you have to scratch yeah. and you, you can't put it away mm-hmm. and it's it's awesome seeing people like yourself that just really take to it and can't be delayed by little things like a global pandemic get in the way <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah we yeah it was, it was, it was, it was very, it was very fulfilling and very, I don't know, confirming that we were able to somehow figure it out and get it done, even with all the restrictions. And even with all the like, oh, I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if we can do this. Like it was, it was a process of just like all that resistance and still being able to come out with a really beautiful project was an amazing experience. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. So I, I'm just really impressed by what you've done in what from, from the outsider's perspective seems like, you know, a, a short amount of time, but you have all, all of this stuff that you've done has been just one step in the formation of Jacques Chevelle. So it's, it, it's always 
really cool seeing somebody early in their career making the right moves, going in the right direction, being fulfilled by their craft and wanting to to learn more about it and do more with it. So, dude, I, I can't wait to see what else you do. I appreciate I appreciate that so much. Thank you from thank you so much for that. Yeah. Uh, no worries, man. And, and also just seeing seeing a fellow Southerner do good makes me happy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, I I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but thank you so much for meeting up with us and talking about your career and talking about side hustle. And anytime you have anything else you want to bring to the show and talk about, by all means, give us a shout, okay? Oh my God. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, No worries, man. Take it easy. Enjoy your evening and uh, stay warm. It's for some reason, there's a cold snap and it hasn't been this cold all year. It's like 17 degrees outside now. Oh uh, man. Oh gosh. I was, I was, yeah. I was wearing t-shirts last week. So. Oh, oh, whoa. (laughs) Wow. That's a quick switch up. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Stay stay warm. Stay warm. Right. Take it easy, man. Enjoy it. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Have See a nice day. Bye-bye. And we're back. That's right. We are back. Back in the saddle again. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys really, really enjoyed that as much as we did making it for you. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you got to go check out SpoilerVerse.com because at SpoilerVerse.com, we have a plethora. Plethora is such a, it's such a snobbish word. I like it though. <laughs> it's, it's a good word. <laughs> we have an obscene amount of oh, interviews obscene. with amazing directors and artists of all walks of life and editors and writers and Oh my God! Are you a lover of comic books like we are? And then there's so many. so many amazing people from the comic book world over at Spoilerverse.com, and I highly implore you to go there and check it out. Yeah, and while you're there, you can check out all the other podcasts on our network, like Bridges and Geekdoms and Funny Book Forensics and Haphazard Adventures and Nerds in the Kitchen, and so many more. Misery Point Radio episodes all the time. Misery Point Radio has got a ton of great stuff out there. Go check all of them out, and. Check out all of the reviews and previews and articles we have going up every single day for you. Every day on Spoilerverse.com for you to check out, to read, and to love, and to like, and to comment. We have a store link. You want to help support the site? You can do it two ways. One, go to our Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash country, Or go to our store link in the middle of the site there and get a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, something. Look fly as hell and help support the site when you do that because we get a dollar or two. And, you know, maybe you want to talk to us. If you do, you can do it you know, obviously on all the socials. But if you go to scpod.us slash discord, you can join our public discord server and come chat with us all day long. I couldn't say it better myself, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just mouthed out a ton of information at once. And really, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing because we're, we're working our butts off to bring it to you. We are. We are. I guess there's only one left thing. One left thing? Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to go with it. There's only one left thing left to do. What's that? In an oceans of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to do, open the mind. And even more.